Welcome to another episode of Voice of the Humanities. This episode, as with all our episodes, are brought to you by the very gracious folks at Vectus Consulting, V-E-C-T-I-S, VectusConsulting.org is where you will find them on the internet. Today I want to talk about a very important subject and it'll be brought to you in multiple segments broken down by faculty, students, community, etc. I want to talk about rebuilding community after COVID-19. Higher education has gone through a huge shift. It's been forced on it by an external operator, external agent, and that is the pandemic. And there are thousands and thousands of articles out there on what this means, etc. And I just want to condense some of that into a 15-minute apiece podcast, maybe four episodes, something like that, on some suggestions for rebuilding the community that you once had pre-COVID and you will re-enter post-vaccine world when uh, college and university classes resume in the fall when most colleges and universities are coming back or later if you are one that is going to delay a bit longer. So this one is going to, this podcast is going to revolve primarily around rebuilding the faculty community in your humanities department in your college or university after COVID. It is an opportunity. You hear that these tough times present opportunities and the opportunity that's been presented is you do now have a chance to rebuild this. Um, when I talked about curriculum in one of my other podcasts, a lot of curriculum just gets carried over year to year, generation to generation. It gets stale and it doesn't get a chance to look at it. The community that you had, the physical community that you had in your program, in your particular major, has history. It has a certain culture. It has an ethos to it. There were very, very powerful bonds created there, and there were very good things created there. But there were some things that can go. There are some things that have to go. There are some things that should go. And there are some things that maybe you want to try going without and replace with some new things. So it is a chance to rebuild, but you have to manage this change. You have to manage this change and the time is now to do that because once you get established and get going, it'll be too convenient to bring over the old culture without making any changes to it. So take some time and think about the ethos or the culture or the community of your major or program in relationship to your faculty members. Like I said, I'm going to be doing a separate podcast on the <clears throat> culture that revolves around your students and the culture that revolves around all those entities mixed together, faculty, staff, and students. But it is important to manage this change. One of the things that I think was important prior to disbanding and then reconvening now, but prior to having everybody teach remote, was the idea of office visits. The ability to just go across the hall or just to go next door and talk to the person face to face. 
prior to the pandemic, I was always leery of email communication for sensitive subjects or big asks because I couldn't read the person. I couldn't give them a chance to communicate certain concerns when they came up organically. It had to be in this forced communication between email, which never really facilitated a good democratic power sharing conversation between myself and a colleague who was a peer or a junior faculty member or an adjunct faculty member. Those office visits were enormously important for me. And I think they're enormously important for anyone who's a teacher because we read body language, we read expression, we read conversation with pauses. You know when to go back and repeat something. You know when the person is starting to build up some emotion over a point and it's a good time to let them speak. And then the most important part of that is to listen. It has to be an exchange, a back and forth. Office visits facilitate that. Get in the habit of visiting your colleagues face-to-face and not just when you need something. That's another important point on that is that you're not the person that shows up just for an ask. You just swing by, especially if something happened. If you know that something happened, their, their student just won the speech debate or their their daughter's going away to camp for the first time or they got a new pet, their pet's sick, remodeling their house. Just ask about it. You probably have something in common. And those things went away with uh, the pandemic. These are important people that we work with. And you want to build those relationships up. Coffee is another important aspect. Having those opportunities for everybody to get together. People generally like to do that. So rebuilding that part of the culture that revolves around having a break together midday, late day, etc. Those are things we couldn't do by Zoom or we couldn't do them very well. Some of us kept those up. I kept up a cocktail hour with two important co- uh, colleagues. Maybe once every two months we would do that. But it was not the same as just sitting around for 15 minutes together with no agenda and no Um, decisions to be made. Speaker series, again, are very important. Things that we substituted with Zoom are just not the same as bringing in a speaker, having that speaker come to your class, introducing this very important person in your field to your students and allowing her to take your class for a day, for instance. Having them around campus, interacting with them, building that bond. They just don't seem to be very strong when it's done by way of Zoom. I did an awful lot of public speaking pro bono to classes and to programmatic departments on the two fields that I primarily hold my interest in. I did a lot of speaking and teaching on Camus for free for colleagues to help them move the Zoom along and not let the students get bored just with them. And I did an awful lot of public speaking on baseball during the pandemic and academic and non-academic public settings. And I just didn't create the bonds that I did when I go out to the place. If I were to go to a public library, for instance, or a historical society for an evening and speak on baseball, arrive early, go through their museum, 
meet the director, meet the person who was facilitating it, meet the people in the audience, hang around afterwards. I might go back again and again, but with Zoom, it's sort of a, it was always sort of a one-off. So those speaker series that you had going, keep them up. And again, they can be very expensive. People command thousands of dollars to come into your program and speak for an evening. And friends can command a hotel room and a couple meals and some cocktails to come in and speak uh, and, and be with you. And those bonds that you develop between the faculty um, become very important. <clears throat> the physical space of your department, this is an opportunity to take a look at it. Get into your building, get into your office space, and get into the common spaces, most importantly, where your major or your academic program lives, and take a very good look at it. Make that space interactive and make that space interesting. Go in there with a fresh set of eyes. Bring a friend, bring a sibling. Bring a spouse. Bring somebody who's not part of the academic world. Bring somebody who doesn't understand what a common area in a college or university has looked like. And have them take a very good look. Make sure it's somebody who's going to tell you exactly what they think and speak their mind. They'll show you things that are really tired, really old, really confusing, not very attractive, doesn't match, just doesn't look good, just doesn't look right. Take that to heart. Spruce it up. Take a look. Take down the tired old items. Take down the inside joke stuff. Take down the Plato with his chin on his fist above the library in Athens. Put some interesting things up. Put some new things up. Rotate some things. You can get art very inexpensively you can take things from your own collection maybe pitch in for some new furniture so there are opportunities in the physical space of your program that will really help build community when you come back make sure and include adjuncts i can't express this enough there are massive power differentials at a college or university that are very very clearly defined there's senior faculty junior faculty associate assistant full distinguished student faculty staff faculty student all those lines are extraordinarily clear and there's huge power differentials there make sure the adjuncts are Every bit is part, a part of the narrative and a part of the community of your program as anybody else is. When I finished my dissertation, I finished it and defended it in the fall. So I had a semester to pick up a ton of adjunct work to make some money. And I taught at three separate institutions. I taught at a huge community college system in Kansas City. I taught for the institution that I had just defended at one of their remote campuses. And I taught for a private liberal arts college, a Jesuit college. All three handled a very difficult point in my life, in my professional life, differently. During that period of time, my father died and he was uh, sick for two weeks and then he passed away and I wasn't not going to be there. My uh, alma mater 
handled it extremely well. They immediately found a replacement for me and said I could come back when I needed to or not. And because I was simply a graduate student, I was foregoing the pay, but I was not abandoning my post and my students were well cared for at that point. The community college handled it the worst. Uh, they didn't understand. It was simply a matter of procedure. There were well-defined procedures for this. And if I were to take any time off because I was simply an adjunct, I would be considered abandoning my post, unhirable, and all the negatives that came with that. And the private liberal arts college did the best. They, a senior faculty member stepped up, invited me into his office, and <clears throat> let me talk about the situation. He was ready to take my courses. He did that, and they had it planned in advance that all the other faculty members would then gather in the common space and have a little bit of time with this person they just met to help them through the process of needing to leave um, an adjunct position and go back to family. So think about these adjuncts that you have at your institution. They're very important people, and make sure you integrate them into the culture of your rebuilt academic program post-COVID. Some of the new things that you can do that you may not have thought of very uh, clearly or put a lot of energy into prior to the pandemic is invest time in social media. A lot of this is handled through the brokers of social media over at the administrative building or the administrative function of the college, but you can have a heavy hand in your social media presence. It's going to be an even more powerful tool for solidifying humanities programs and growing humanities programs after COVID. Try to make it student-driven. This segment is primarily about faculty, so highlight your faculty, interview your faculty, Create short segments on social media where the faculty are interviewed, you know, make them human beings. They talk about their love of teaching. They can talk about their area of specialization, but don't let somebody go down a seven-minute rabbit hole on the finer points of some of Aristotle's logic and what the Greek means to the new, the old translations compared to the new translations of Aristotle. There's about a thousand people in the world that care. Um... Talk about your pets, talk about your family, talk about where you live, travel, etc. Those sorts of things. Make those faculty members come to life for the people around there. Your colleagues will view those clips of you also, and they'll get to know a little bit more about you by doing that. You're going to be reorganizing after COVID. Um, there's going to be an awful lot of administrative edicts coming down, administrative guidelines, administrative suggestions coming down. Have common time to filter those out. Nobody likes another meeting, but make sure those <clears throat> things are clearly on the agenda for the uh, divisional meeting or the departmental meeting when you have those. Share lessons from what you learned uh, being away from campus and help it be a point of community building how this program or major is going to operate after uh, we reconvene and when we reconvene. So it's a promising time we're going into. You have a great opportunity to rebuild the community, uh, 
in your program and in your major. And today we focus primarily on rebuilding the faculty community when you reconvene. Mm -hmm. I thank you for your time. And again, we thank Vectus Consulting for providing the resources to make these podcasts possible. Vectus, V-E-C-T-I-S, vectusconsulting.org. Thank you. Thank you.